Hi! Hey, how's it going? My name is Pastor Dre. It is great to see you. I hope you're doing safe. Isn't it cool that we can uh, all see this wherever we are in the world? So if you're from Cornerstone Church, Rolleston, New Zealand, I want to say kia ora, welcome. Uh, you'll know who I am. But if you're looking at this wider, if you're from a different part of the world, wow, kia ora means hello in our native language and it is good to see you. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, I have the privilege on uh, following up with the second in a theme in a series that you guys are doing at Rejuvenator um, Youth. Are we calling you youth? Yeah, let's call you youth. You guys are cool. So let's call you youth. Um, and so my uh, the scripture that we're all speaking from, and Shane did a great job last week, didn't he? And he kicked things off with love. Now, uh, the verse was Galatians 5, 22 to 23. And uh, the scripture is probably going to appear here if you haven't seen it. Uh, but I'm reading from the NIV, which is just a really easy way for everybody to kind of understand. Uh, and it starts off with verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is this, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Isn't that interesting? So what was the second one? You can see it there somewhere. Joy. Okay, well, we're, there's a lot of different things about joy that people don't really understand. And so it's my job today to try and help us all understand a little bit about what the Bible says about joy. Is that cool? And i got a couple of little stories and things uh, woven in there that will help you, I hope. So let's kick things off. Uh, my first point, I have five points. There we go. I have five points. Uh, and the first point is this, point one, that joy is an overflow of from love. Joy is an overflow from love. So what was really interesting, did you notice that the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit were love first and then joy and peace and patience and everything else? So everything flowed from the first point. The first point was love. So joy is an overflow from love. That means to have a true genuine joy, it's actually really hard to do that without having a true and genuine love for Jesus. And so when the fruit of the Spirit, this thing that pops up when we have the Holy Spirit within us, it all comes out of love. I'm going to explain a little bit about that um, further on. But my own story is that um, I had some really like intense things happen to me a few years ago. And what I was able to do is I was able to have a joy that was much bigger than my circumstances. And we're going to talk a little bit about what actually joy means. But I had a joy about um, the situation I was in. Not the situation. But about how I was feeling and how I reacted in this situation because Jesus loved me. Now that changes everything. When you understand that Jesus Christ, the uncreated creator, loves you. Both really big, but really close. When you understand that, that changes your thinking and your mindset. Every little thing that happens is completely different. So my first point is joy is an overflow from love. So we get joy, whatever this thing joy actually is, we get it because God loves us. That's my first point. And hopefully that'll come clearer as we continue on. Okay, my, uh, and, and there's actually a good Bible verse. Uh, Philemon verse, uh, chapter 1 verse 7 says this, your love has given me great joy and encouragement. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement. So when our love, when the God's love is given to us, we receive a joy. 
it's so different to just having a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a friend on the bus who uh, loves you and, and wants to connect with you and that gives you joy. This is something, that's happiness. That's a fleeting feeling. But what is being talked about here is something greater. That when you love God, there is a whole change in who you are about how you see life because you have joy. All right. So my second point is joy, point number two, joy is about trusting and trusting is about knowing. Now that seems confusing. That sounds like something you'd read out of a fortune cookie, right? No. So joy is about trusting. And what I mean by that, that seems really intense and strange, but there's this great Bible verse I'm going to read in a second. And it says, uh, well, I'll get to it, but joy is about trusting. When the circumstances in your life, like right now, I mean, I don't know when you're watching this, but right now in New Zealand, we're in full lockdown mode. We're in level four lockdown mode. And so what does that mean? That means that we can't get out. That means everything has changed. School's finished. Your parents' jobs have finished. You can't go to McDonald's. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of things that you can't do. And so your circumstances are kind of outside of what you're doing, uh, of what anything that you can do. But the cool thing is, is that joy comes from trusting. So we're going to talk a little bit about what happiness is and what joy is. But the thing is, is when the stuff is happening, joy is looking beyond it and going, you know what? Doesn't matter what happens. Doesn't matter what happens at all. I know that my God is bigger, stronger, more powerful. He loves me more than anything else. So whatever happens, it doesn't really matter because my hope is in him and I trust him. And how do we trust God? Here's the kicker. How do we trust God? Well, it's like any relationship. You can't just trust someone because they say, I'm trustworthy. Anyone comes up to you and says, hey, I'm trustworthy. Do not trust them. Trust and building a relationship uh, of trust is exactly that. It's got to be over a, over a relationship. So building trust is about knowing. So when I say joy is about trusting and trusting is about knowing, the way that we become joyful is knowing God. And therefore we start to understand who he is. And therefore we start to trust in who he is. And when the stuff happens in our lives, we can go, you know what? I have joy right now stuff hurts, it's painful, but I have joy that my God is bigger than this stuff and somehow he's going to make this work together for my good and he's going to somehow work this together and he loves me and no matter where I am, what I do, what's going on right now, he cares and he loves for me. It's awesome. So there's this great verse I talked about just a minute ago, right? So it's First Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 8 to 9 in the NIV. It says this, though you have not seen him, You've not seen God. Interesting. You love him. That's me. I haven't seen God with my own eyes, but I certainly love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Verse 9, for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Isn't that interesting? You are receiving the end result of your faith. So you are feeling this joy, this uh, inexpressible joy because you have faith in him. You know him and you trust him. You've seen what he has done. First Peter verse uh, chapter one, verse eight to nine. Really cool. Okay, so my point number three is, I spoke about this a little bit before, is point number three, is that joy 
is not happiness. What do you mean, Pastor Dre? Yeah, no, I, it's exactly what I mean. Joy is not happiness. Happiness is, what's a word that I can put in it? Happiness is, it's got perspective. Joy is this eternal, internal, deep welling up of knowing. Remember I said that, knowing and trusting who God is. And no matter what happens, this is what I know. There's a joy in that. There's a, hey, you might be freaking out, and I can understand why you're freaking out, and parts of me freak out sometimes, but I have a joy and I have a solid thing that I'm standing on, and that's God. No matter what happens, he's here, I'm here, he loves me. So, but happiness is something else. Happiness is about circumstance, and happiness is about whatever makes you happy. Like, this is really, like, grim, but what do you think makes a serial killer happy? Yeah, murdering people. It's horrible. And the reason I bring that up, it's at the right far end of the scale. But what I'm trying to make the point is, is that what makes you happy doesn't necessarily mean that they'll make that person happy or this person happy. Or if this does make you happy, that might make that person terribly upset. That doesn't happen with joy. Joy is universal. Joy is corporate. Joy is for many people. So joy is not happiness. Now, um... I go as far as to say that happiness is based on your circumstances, but joy is an attitude that defies your circumstances. Now, I spoke a little bit before about some of the things that I've gone through. Um, and so let me just tell you a story. Just sit amongst your cushions and you can get a hot cup of cocoa and listen to Uncle Dre and he'll tell you a story. So um, I've had this eye condition. If my eyes look a little bit bung and a little bit weird, a little bit strange, that's because I've had multiple eye surgeries. But when I was 21, I was diagnosed with an eye condition called keratoconus, which basically mean that my eye, instead of turning from a nice football shape, it turned into like a rugby ball shape or a gridiron ball shape, depending on where you are in the world. And it became coned, keratoconus. Anyway, it got so bad that I was, I needed glasses, then I needed contact lenses, then I needed two sets of contact lenses in both eyes. Uh, a soft one, then a hard one, soft one, then a hard one. It was a big deal, and sometimes I needed other glasses to go on top. It was really horrendous. And it got to a point in 2014 that my eye split open. I'm sorry, it's gross. But my eye popped, essentially, and filled up with fluid, and I became blind in my right eye, which was a real problem because my left eye was my weak eye. And now that was my good eye, but it was my weak eye. And for the first time, I became legally blind in 2014, and I was 31 years old. Yes, 30, 30 years old. And that was like a really, really big deal. But here's the kicker. It didn't stop. So I had to go into eye surgery, and I had to get a corneal transplant. And this was a really big issue. And now I had my wife and I had two little kids. Uh, and my wife had just had our second child, our second son. And she was on maternity leave. So we didn't have a lot of money. And I just suddenly went blind. And I was a young, fit guy. And that was a real struggle for me. That was really hard. But in 2016, I, and it took a long time to have the surgery and a long time to heal up. And I still couldn't see out of my right eye that I'd had the surgery. I was getting stitches removed every few months. Then guess what happened? My left eye did the exact same thing, which has never been seen in New Zealand, at least, which is cool. At least if you're going to do something bad, do it really bad. And so my left eye popped as well. And uh, here is a photo that you're going to see. So this is when I was legally blind twice. 
um, you'll be able to, if I move to the side, you'll see a couple of pictures here. Um, and this is me in 2014 and then me in 2016. You'll see that they're the two different eyes. Uh, so that was a problem. And I had no job. We had no money. We were broke. Um, and I couldn't drive. I lost my job. And I was just at home with our little children and I started to get sad. Not just sad, but I would say I was starting to get depressed. But over a couple of months, what started to happen is all my friends came around me. And this is a really good thing when you're going through stuff. Get good people who love you to come around. And they'll, they'll lift you up and, and encourage you. And I remember my friends saying to me, mate, this is real rubbish. You, you've got a really bad stick here. But isn't it cool that you love God? And it was such a simple little comment. But it reminded me of this, that my joy is my strength. The Bible says, and my joy is found in him. And it didn't matter my circumstances. I was just going to love him and I was going to continue on. And you know what? God didn't heal me the way that I thought he was going to. It took five or six years, lots of surgeries. I still have seven stitches in my left eye. I can't see very well. I haven't been able to drive at night since 2012. I have lots of eye issues and it's very uncomfortable. But guess what? That doesn't change anything because my, my love for God is based on the joy that I have for him because I know him and I trust him. So whatever happens in your life, joy can um, supersede that. Joy is not about your circumstances. It defies your circumstances. And that's what got me through that time going, you know what? My joy is my strength and that's where I'm going to get my strength from, knowing that God is who he says he is. And no matter what happens with my eyes, he's going to look after me. Hey, so point number four is joy is powerful. Joy is powerful. You know, I used to uh, teach, I, I was a tutor, and I used to work with 15 to 17 year olds. And they used to say to other teachers, there is something about that guy who, you know, he's not the best teacher, but and he, and he loves us, and sometimes he gets grumpy or whatever. But they said there is something about him that makes us want to be better and want us to, to be power, you know, want us to change. And it wasn't anything about me, but it was the, the, the joy of the Lord that was in me, gave me a completely different perspective of what everybody else had. And it was powerful. Don't ever underestimate the power that you have uh, to influence situations when you use joy and use joy well. Um, there's this great quote from Mother Teresa that says this, says that joy is prayer. So praying is a really good place to know God and understand and trust God. Uh, so joy is prayer. Joy is strength. Joy is love. Joy is a net of love by which you can catch many souls. Mother Teresa, that's a great quote. Um, and so my four, uh, fifth and final point is this, and it's a little bit of a tie-in to point number one, and it is that Point five is that joy is a fruit. Joy, you don't just get joy or you don't want to, you can't get the Holy Spirit by getting joy. It's the other way around. You've got to have and understand and have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And out of that, the fruit of that, the fruit of the Spirit, one of them will be that you have a joy that transcends all understanding. Um, joy is a fruit, so you can't get it um, by you can't get the Holy Spirit by just being joyous. Um, and look, here's something I wanted to say: your perception of life changes through the lens of joy. But we only have this joy because of the Holy Spirit. And my last point I really want to make is: if you want joy, do you know how you get joy? Is you spend time with God. 
Once you spend time with God and you get to understand who he is, you understand who he is in your life, in your circumstances, and your character begins to change. And you, you're not moved by stuff. You just like pick it up and just move through. Things that freak all your friends out and other bits and pieces will start to just seem very small and little issues. Hey, Romans 15, 13 says this. This is our last verse for the day. You've been doing a great job. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. What a great piece of scripture. My hope is that you understand that joy is powerful. Joy is a great thing that changes circumstances, but you only get the true understanding of what joy is when you spend time with our Father, when you spend time with God. Like Shane said, you know, we are talking about the Holy Spirit, but the Trinity is all three. So we're spend, we're talking about spending time with God. When you spend time with God, you understand God. When you understand God, you start to understand who you are and who you are called to be. And when you understand who you're called to be and what God's plans, hopes, dreams, and visions for you are, you are a powerful person. Even at 13, 14, 15, you are a powerful person that can move powerfully in your sphere of influence. Can I pray for you? I'm going to pray for you even if you said no and you've clicked off the video. I'm still praying. Here we go. Uh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this uh, team of young people um, who are wanting to get to know you, Father. Lord, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And Father, we pray right now that you would encourage, engage, and encounter people around joy. That you would show them that joy is not happiness, but joy is something greater and bigger and more powerful. Father, I pray that you would bless each household that's watching this today. And I pray that even one little thought um, of today's message or your scripture, Lord, would just be embedded uh, as a seed deep down inside each young person, that they would be able to feel uh, you talking to them and that maybe many years down the track or even tomorrow, that there would be fruit welling up from this. So, Father, we thank you for everybody here and we just give you all glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, you're great. Thank you so much for uh, sitting around and listening to an old dude like me. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And maybe I'll see you again sometime. See ya. Bye.